What's up, boys? This is for Adam, right? That's all this is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I know a guy named Adam from my high school that would have worn ex- literally yeah. the same jersey you're wearing, like the exact exactly <laughs> what you're wearing right now. I thought that's when you go backwards. With uh, I don't think he would have gone backwards with him. And I, I just that's who I thought you were talking about. I uh, know. Like I, I love the sunglasses on top of the sun the glasses. You like the super low backwards cap too, like yeah. no eyebrows, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Looks Stuff good. On the face, yeah, we look good. I love the scarf, Bryce. Thanks, man. I was taking from Joe Jonas. That's what I was kind of Ooh, thinking about the Jonas Brothers era. Nice. Um, yeah. So, oh, shit. hey, look at that. Hey, oh, blocking oh, the haters oh. out. <laughs> He's ready. Um. All right, boys. We should probably get into this. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm good. Whenever. just start the pod right as michael joins and just go and we're back twinkle twinkle as soon as that vote's read you can catch me on the next episode and we're back ladies and gentlemen boys and girls voting in the majority podcast coming in your ears again this evening I am your host, Andrew Harvey, joined as always by my esteemed colleagues, Bryce Mulder and Michael Gutierrez. Today, we are talking a little Survivor Cook Islands. We're doing our rewatch of season 13 of our favorite TV show. We're talking episodes 10, 11, and 12 today. So uh, to catch you up, last time, Jonathan and Candace mutinied from their tribe. So we're going to jump right in and get into the drama. But first, gentlemen, how are we doing today? We're excited to kind of start. We're hitting the the downslope of this season and it's just each episode is action-packed mm. i think i think we're doing good i'd be remiss if we for those of us watching on youtube if we didn't call out the outfits mm. today good looks yeah bryce came bryce came in with a great idea in the group chat uh for those of you unaware survivor cook islands uh aired on tv in 2006 2007 i believe so Six. 2006 mm. bryce wisely said we should all dress in our our best 2006 garb for the podcast tonight and i think we all look dashing well i believe this was actually a michael suggestion from Thank a few you. episodes ago Thank a few you. recordings ago yeah but I, I appreciate it harf i was because i was i was i was the one who texted in the in the group chat but i was trying to keep the dream alive because i like it it gives i feel like we got some energy going tonight uh just real quick then let's run through it michael can you describe what Bryce is wearing and then Bryce can describe <laughs> what I'm wearing and then I can describe what Michael's wearing. Yeah, so Bryce has what looks to be like it's not a sport coat because it's like the top half of a suit. True. But it's black I think with a little Nick Nick Jonas is is Nick Jonas the inspiration behind the scarf? More more Joe Jonas. I'm kind of a front guy, but you know. Yeah, you are a front Jonas guy. Brothers in general. Um yeah, so he's got a nice Nice suit coat on. We obviously can't see the lower half, but button up, like looks like casual and then, or not casual, formal. And then he threw the scarf on top just to make sure we knew it was 2006, seven in here. Exactly. Scarf, but then we also got the blue jeans and the flip flops. I was about to say we needed some blue jeans on the bottom to be sure yep. we were casual enough for what's going on. We got both of it. So you got the formal up, up top, but then it's it's really a Zoom outfit if you think about it. It looks like you just came off the red carpet at the Nick Choice Awards. <laughs> Kids Choice Awards, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's what I was going for. <laughs> Wait, who am I describing? You got you got uh, me. What what am I wearing? Harv looks like um you have you guys seen the video circulating uh Twitter or X now of the kids at the Alabama frat walking in and they're all <laughs> the, the same like khaki shorts and the yeah. and the polo. That's Harv, but then add two thousand on top of it. Pop collar, hat on sideways. He's got the real prep boy. It's a double uh, polo. Let's not forget that. It's a double oh, polo. A double polo. Yeah, like we got that. we got oh, both God. both of them with the collars yeah. popped. But if you think in sync, that's hard right now. That, that's, that's what it, I'm yeah. imagining. Yeah. Um, Michael's just to a T. He's got the backwards. Can't emphasize enough the backwards Scotty Pippen. Not just Scotty <laughs> Pippen, but the striped, the pinstriped Scotty Pippen Bulls jersey. Let's see. It's it's authentic. Uh, he's wearing a backwards cap tucked tucked down tight right onto the bridge of his nose. And then he's wearing two pairs of glasses, uh, the, the reading specs. And then on top of it, just in case things get serious, he's got the sunglasses as well. So he's right. ready to go. And I'd be, and again, it's, this is an honor of, for me, it's, as we will discuss in the next two episodes, this is for Adam. Yeah. Adam is a straight up 2006, just a bro. He could have so, been more. This is an honor of him. In a, in a valiant losing effort, spoiler alert, <laughs> I think that he deserves he deserves some love. So, Amen. Amen. Let's get right into it. Let's transport back to 2006 and start talking about what's going on. Um, so we just had the mutiny last episode. Candace and Jonathan switched over to the Raro tribe. First thing we see, episode 10, Jonathan already regrets the, the mutiny. He realizes it was impulsive and probably not the right play for him, but he's going to make the best of a, a bad situation. Right after that, we we get the Adam and Candace show. They're they're reunited. They're back together. Uh, Candace had to go to exile for a little bit, but now they're back on the same island, and it is getting hot and heavy. Candace has a couple boo boos on her fingers that Adam has to kiss, and then they're cuddling up a little bit. Then we actually get a quick smooch on the lips. They're just they're in love. They're young. It's it's exciting. Are, is there any chance you guys are doing this if you ever go on Survivor? I was. I was thinking about this. The answer is no, right? Like, no, I'm not doing this. And I've talked about it in the past. Like, I just can't imagine the mindset you're in. Right. Like, just how swayed you are one way or the other. I'm a Candace fan myself, so it's hard to imagine that it doesn't leak into your brain. And we'll talk about just flirtatious energy as we get into Mm -hmm. the later part of this season. But the answer has got to be no. But from Raro, what else can we expect? Right. And like, we'll talk about it later when uh, when people get voted off. But like, there's some moments like you have to watch that over with your family over and over again. I could not imagine being <laughs> Candace and having to watch me make out with Adam on the on the screen over and over again with my with my parents. Right. I mean, the other side of it is off the top of my head, this might be the first Survivor season with a lot of young, hot people on it. We got mm. Adam, Ozzy, Brad, Yule, I Candace, Parv, like Becky. There's a lot of young, attractive people. Before that, it seems like it was a lot more random and age spread out. So it, they're, they're, the, they're putting the energy out there for sure. It seems like a switch from like, oh, we're trying to represent, you know, the the average person and then it went to like we're an entertainment television show like we're trying to like pander to people who want to watch these people who so. who's the oldest person on this season i cowboy. think it's oh, oh yeah cowboy. cowboy 
I was gonna say Penner, but Penner's probably the oldest that's been around. Penner's close. Yeah. 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 That is pretty wild. Yeah. All right. So we get to uh, a reward challenge here. We don't usually talk a lot about reward challenges, but man, there's a couple, two, three rewards here down the final stretch mm-hmm. that are just not just like good rewards for the game. You know, you get fed, you get to rest, you get a shower, whatever, sleep on a bed. But these are rewards that are like once in a lifetime, you're going to remember this experience forever. Um, we don't get stuff like this as much in Modern Survivor. In Modern Survivor, you know, it's you get three pizzas to share between five people and a couple of beers and it's exciting. But here uh, the reward is you go to a feast put on by a local tribe and we'll talk about it in a second with the I24 winning it and how awesome it is for them. But it's it's really cool that that they have this quality of rewards back then. Um, so challenge is the, the one where you have to dig up the chests based on the compass directions and then you form the word victory based on the nautical flags. We saw the I2 tribe studying the nautical flags before this. <laughs> Michael's ready to just jump in and get after it. This is it. what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about and it's going to be a theme. Mm-hmm. We saw in the mutiny, like there's a chip on these dudes' shoulders. We saw how excited, um, we saw how excited Ozzy was to beat these guys. He said mutineers are the first to die. Like he's, we've got an edge to us. But then what you don't see is the behind the scenes. Like these guys are studying. These guys are mm-hmm. locked in. And it's just like, not only did they create a big lead, just knowing simple directions, which mm-hmm. is kind of speaks to it. But even if it was a close match, these guys had every single flag locked into every single letter right away. And um, so Raro at this point is Candace, Parv, Adam, Nate. And one of Is what's her name? Stephanie is not. Yeah, I think she's still in there. Is it Stephanie? Not, I can't Stephanie. remember. Uh, Jenny. It's Rebecca. Rebecca. Oh, Rebecca. Yeah, yeah, Rebecca. So we've just got like this. There's just a certain level of entitlement and privilege with this group. Not only do they have, oh, and Penner's on this team. Not only do they have like, they just got, they just got two people to mutiny over them, but there's just this level of like, we can't really be touched. And Mm -hmm. it just is like, exemplifies how like hard work, preparation, like that's what gets you. Mm -hmm. That's what really like gets you to succeed. And it's going to be like this I24 is just so, oh. Yeah. It's, it's hard to see it the first time you watch it too, I think. I don't it know. If it, yeah. Like if watching it back and I mean, this is my fifth or sixth time watching it. So like I've seen it. Right. But, but even the second time you watch it back, you, I feel like this is a season you really have to go back. Once you get the whole grasp of what survivor is and then go back and watch it again, because uh, I too, Every single challenge, every single time at camp, whatever it is, they always do something just slightly smarter than Raro to figure it out. Like, we'll talk about it in later tribals, but like going after advantages or like studying the the flags, like they're always doing one thing better. It's really just a masterclass. And you don't see it because you're watching just one challenge and like, oh, I2-1, I2-1. But like when you watch it back knowing what's coming, it's pretty crazy. It, it, It is. And I think we'd be remiss to not say that Jeff Probst wore a yellow shirt for this challenge. Wow. Good call out. Yeah. Not blue? No, not blue. He changed it up for for one challenge. 
Maybe he was just in a happy mood. This one, yeah. And, yeah, I just, this challenge also just, like, team belief. Like, when you look at the looks that Raro is giving each other as they're failing or as they're, like, it's just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a spark. So, yeah. I thought this was a, a great, and the reward was? Reward of a lifetime. It was amazing. So, they, mm-hmm. they show up after winning the, the challenge and immediately they get carried in on the shoulders of this tribe, uh, this native tribe. They pick them up on these baskets, carry them in. They're chanting and saying all these, the warriors have come back from battle and we're honoring them and the feast is for the warriors and all, all this really just very cool, authentic cultural thing that these people get to experience. Um, they, they get the great food. They're partaking with the people breaking bread they get up and dance they're all happy Ozzy's like I've never seen you dance it's cool to see him mm-hmm. breaking out of his shell and just we get multiple confessionals from each of them about how much they appreciate it and how amazing it is to see this culture and how cool it is and the whole time I was just like god I'm just so happy that Adam isn't here he would have just been, been although I will say I think he did a good job. He did want a reward later on that he did kind of appreciate. So I'll give him some credit, but I was, I was worried for him if he had gone on this one, <laughs> but it's just, well, we, we've keep talking about it. We're going to keep talking about it. They these four just love each other. They love each other a lot. And it comes out in this reward. In big- mm-hmm. But like speaking to your point, they can actually appreciate the culture of it. And like, that's bring it back survivor. Like we want to see those rewards. Like I don't care about them eating random food together. Like, I want to see that. That's Survivor. Mm-hmm. Hey, and, we we got some 90-minute episodes coming up, y'all. Maybe we got some time for it. Well, stay tuned for the Season 45 preview because there you were going to have some excited podcast hosts about these 90-minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, have, Bryce, do you, do you mind? Yeah, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, like, has watching this season back made you more excited to watch a new season? I feel like it's kind of cleaned my palate and I'm like, now I can get back into like the craziness of modern survivor. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Um, I think that there is a certain simplicity yet. Mm, simplicity yet. Uh, formative aspect mm-hmm. to what we're doing right now. And there's so many basics that like, we just forget about that this season brings to us. Mm-hmm. And we 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 forego the basics in modern survivors. So this is kind of like just the foundations of granted. I mean, like we we've said this is the greatest episode. So yes, this has kind of reminded us what, you know, yeah. that's why we fell in love with it. I know that we said that's why we're watching 13. So mm-hmm. all right, back to camp. Um Candace got sent to exile, no surprise. All four I2 after winning the challenge in unison when they Jeff said, Who do you want to send to exile? They all said at the same time, Candace. They were pretty decisive about it. So Dew is sad at exile, no surprise. Get back to the Raro tribe. Jonathan is trying to show the rest of the tribe how valuable he is by working super hard and going and catching fish and all that. Doesn't seem to really be moving the needle too much, but maybe mm-hmm. it paid off a little bit down the road. We get to the next immunity challenge. It's, it's another one kind of similar to the last reward challenge where there's a physical part and then a puzzle that they had the opportunity to study for prior. Uh, this is the one with the map where they're doing all the Cook Islands. So oh, yeah, have to match the names. Um, and a note that I had in this one, and I think about it a lot throughout this season, is it 
a lot of these challenges are just the first half is it is let's see how big of a lead Ozzy can build. Just <laughs> throw him in the water, let him just keep moving farther and farther ahead of people. He's just so good. Yeah. On that point, I that's all I wrote was like at this point, how do they not accept if it's a water challenge that Raro is going to lose? It's just like Ozzy makes such a big leap. And even Yule, like they both are just so good in the water. It's it's ridiculous. Well, and you talk about the floor. Like the floor does also matter in this. Mm. And like what I think that if I'm remembering correctly, Rebecca may have sat out of the reward challenge. So she was forced to participate in this one. Correct. That just puts you at such a limitation. And mm-hmm. it goes to show mo- pre-modern survivor, we maybe critique, we'll, re- we'll watch back and we'll say, oh, they're valuing physical strength too much. Or like, keeping the keeping this tribe strong is just not how you win survivor. It's like not only have people ad- adapted and like how they play survivor, but survivors adapting and what they ask you, what's required to win. And so like, if you have Rebecca out here having to swim 55 yards and then mm-hmm. dive down 12 feet, like shit. Yeah. It's not a good place to be, but it also speaks to Raro. Like they, they kept messing up. Like they would have people participate in reward oh. that should be participating in immunities. True. Like, they're just an awful tribe. Well, and the other thing, and we can talk about this more, but what what I was reminded of in these final four or five episodes is, do you guys remember watching in college? It was like, oh, we could dominate that challenge. Like we could really get after that challenge. Mm-hmm. I was like 22, 23 year old us. Bryce, 19, maybe. <laughs> um, now that I'm 27, I'm like, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm in good shape. Like, I might struggle here. Like, these guys are like 33, 34 years old out here on 28 days on the island. Like, I could, like, this is really, I know that I'm always like that, but like, age plays a factor here. And these guys are gutting it out. And mm-hmm. it look, yeah. Ozzy was 20, 25 at the filming. Oh, wow. Even that's impressive. Yeah. Like he, this is the this is the best Aussie looks too. He's so, oh, peak. he's in great shape. Peak. <laughs> yeah. So, so I two wins, he's a, and he's the second best looking dude on the island. Yeah, but first Don't and second, it. that's a big gap. There's that's not even close. Don't forget it. Uh, I two wins reward or excuse me immunity challenge here. Raro gets a sealed bottle from Jeff. And Jeff multiple times tells them they're not allowed to open it until tribal. Um, so then we go back to Rero. We do the normal song and dance of who are we going to vote out um, back and forth. It seems like Rebecca's probably the name. Get to tribal. And Jeff goes, well, did you guys open the bottle? And I, I was like, would they have, would production have let them open the bottle? Or like, would they have even done it? Like, I get it's a TV show and they're just playing along. But it was just so funny. The, the whole interaction with that whole thing there's a they, lot of time i mean we could do a whole podcast season on the way that jeff speaks to the contestants in this totally <laughs> in this season 13 mm-hmm. like whether it's an emphasis on leadership or whether he's hyper focused on yule's influence on the jury or whatever like mm-hmm. he is you could say at his peak, you could also say at his trough, like what is Jeff adding here? Mm-hmm. Um, 
he also says he we don't want to see Jonathan in the bath. Like there's just some weird. <laughs> yeah, like things. what are we talking about? Also, Jonathan <laughs> is probably what at this point. 5'11", 170 pounds, 160 mm. pounds, maybe. Yeah, 27. 27? That's how, uh, how old you said you were, right? Oh, that is how old I said I was. It was probably, you, those are probably my... You and Jonathan are probably, probably pretty comparable. Vitals. Right <laughs> <now>. Actually. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. So they open the bottle, and Parv says... Well, First, they vote out Rebecca. Rebecca yes. goes home. Rebecca goes home. Unanimous vote. Everyone was on the same page. It was pretty easy. They had talked about it. We knew it kind of going in. Rebecca Here's my hot home. take, though. I think Adam drove that vote. Hmm. Adam has driven, attempted to driven most of the votes. These like, guys are listening to what Adam and yeah. they kind of have to say. They just and they just say it with no like there's no shame, no self-regard. It's just I'm gonna say what I think we should do and just put it out. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Anyway, Rebecca goes Rebecca home goes with Bryce. Home. But when Rebecca goes home, Adam immediately says, Well, she was an easy vote. Like as soon as she walks away, he's just ready to badmouth her. But I get it. Like now you're trying to save your butt, but I thought that was funny. Oh, but Parvati goes. Well, that's not fun when she reads the note. And yeah. I think, oh God, she's like, reaction. they're like, what do you think it is? She's like, mm, we think it's a merge. Like, woohoo! And then <laughs> she goes, well, that's not fun. <laughs> it was really that was an all time line. It's it so good. good. So the note says they have to vote out another permit right away. No deliberation. We're going to do it. I've seen this season again. I think five times. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this tribal thinking, how crazy would it be if this note said they have to vote someone else right now? Like, that would just be, that would be too crazy. Like, that would be too crazy. There's no way they're doing that. <laughs> and I've seen it before. And so like, this is a moment in Survivor that I, I would love to know, historians, are you guys historians? Have we ever seen this? So that was going to be my point. It's actually in the survivor bylaws that if you win immunity, it saves you for one tribal and you're supposed to run immunity again. I don't know if it's the only time, but I believe it's at least like one or two, if not just the only time that they have ever voted two people off without an immunity in between. In, in season 41, they did it. That was the one where they, they voted someone off and then they immediately went into the game of chance where Deshaun had the prisoner's dilemma or not the prisoner's dilemma, the um, Monty Hall pro- problem. But did that count as like an immunity? I, I guess I, maybe they called it an immunity, but there was only one person. How was Deshaun? Oh, show? I don't remember. I don't. Yeah. Remember. Oh, it was because so, he was the first person to lose the immunity challenge. He's the first person to drop oh, whatever right. challenge they were doing. So but he risked it. It was the yeah. you can sit out. Wasn't it that one? Like you could Maybe sit something, out something along yeah. those lines. But anyway, but if, it doesn't happen. If often. nothing else, it was the first time in like 28, like there was 28 seasons that went by until they did right. something similar to this. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And so then after the, the twist here, Jenny ended up going home. There's no deliberation, no talking. Everyone just goes up and votes. Um, an interesting thing here. Everyone voted for Jenny, except for Jenny, obviously. And also Nate. Nate voted for Jonathan here, which uh, I thought was... Probably doesn't mean anything, but Candace, right after our votes were read, kind of glared over in Nate's direction. The camera showed her doing that. I don't think anything hmm. comes of it. They don't really mean it, but 
it was just an, uh, something I noticed. Do, do we think Candace and John and Penner were maybe closer than the edit? Granted, it's early. Then the edit led on because those those clips of them when they were on i two, they were tight. Like they yeah. did feel like they were on an island, and it's and we see it as the season goes on. I two was closer than even advertised. Right. Mm. So, like, I do think that there is a relationship there that Candace did appreciate. There, a hundred percent is, and it, it wasn't like one out of choice. It was out of necessity, but that sometimes makes it even stronger because we don't have anywhere else to go. We have to turn to each other, and so I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, they spent every single day on the island together because they were on every single tribe together. Oh, there that's was right. had to be a lot of relationship. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, well, tough break for Jenny, but I don't think there were too many tears shed for her then mm -hmm. or thereafter. Um, all right, and that wraps up episode 10. Let's start moving on to episode 11. So again, we get Jonathan just trying to get the, the Rero tribe going. He's doing his damnedest, but he just doesn't really get much traction here. Nate's not a fan of it at all. Um, we switch over to I2 and see how beat up they are after all the, the challenges they've been given at their all, but there's bruises and cuts and scrapes and all that. <laughs> we go to the reward challenge. It is not a reward challenge. It's merge time. It's merge time, guys. It's it's a great time of the season. Everyone's happy. We celebrate. We get a feast. Um, a note here, if Raro had won the lap, the most recent immunity challenge, they would have a 7-2 to two advantage at merge as opposed to a 5-4 to four advantage at merge. That, like... Do, do we buy a, that? Well, this is the thing. Would they have still... Well, okay. The bottle. The, the bottle they was... The bottle, they, they, they gave the bottle prior to the challenge they did not know who was going to win the challenge that is part of the reason why i meant to circle back on this that's part of the reason why i mentioned this was a challenge that was geared toward ozzy they mm. they gave another swimming challenge they had them memorize something beforehand that you know yule's going to take that to heart it's it felt like they were steering it in that direction you can bryce is the captain of this this team he he thinks jeff and survivors always kind of putting their finger on the lever but you can't prove it, but this feels like an opportunity where you could be like, actually, absolutely. Like there's a couple things like, you know, when they were doing the directions was one buried deeper or was it tighter, you know, when they were digging stuff up or like um, between when they won the challenge and when they handed them the note, they could have switched switch bottles. Like, you know, there's like different things <laughs> that there's areas where you can question it. I don't want to say anything, but like, yeah, interesting. I as much as I would like to play devil's advocate here, mm -hmm. I'm trying to play out the scenario where I2 does go to tribal. I think that we just see Raro one by one, and then we merge. I think that Raro doesn't flinch. I think that they vote him out. They vote out Yule, or they vote out Ozzy, or they vote out Becky. Mm. I don't think I'd, I'd be very surprised if Sundra made it through that tribal of those four. To be honest, I see. Sundra uh, and probably. Maybe Becky. No, or it would have been Sundra. It would have been Sundra and Ozzy. Sundra and Ozzy. Yeah. Ozzy and then Sundra is actually yeah. what I envisioned. Yeah, I agree. Um, but then does Raro pick off each other before they go and get the other two? I do didn't see it because you will get Jonathan first, and then something happens, and they're like, "Oh, let's get blah 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 and blah blah." Yule hasn't revealed the idol yet, so he's not as big of a threat in their eyes. So mm -hmm. they would just be like, oh, it's just Yule and Becky. We can do whatever. Yule would go to over and say, 
Hey, Adam, you're super annoyed by Jonathan. Let's get him out first. Hey, uh, who else is left? Uh, Candace, you're really annoyed by someone. Let's go get them out. Nate, let's go get Nate out. Like, I think he would have figured it out. I do think Adam could have gone quickly. I think that they could have identified the Candace-Adam relationship. Um, mm-hmm. Harv would have been on board. Especially, sure. well, let's let's say similarly, and we'll we'll talk about it, but you'll, you'll re- pretty much identifies that the idol is um, like too much po- overpowered yeah. OP. I think mm-hmm. what the kids are saying, or the kids said in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Yule probably would have leveraged that against Parvati instead of leveraging it against Penner. And mm. that would have been the play. Um, I've talked myself into that in the last two minutes. But <laughs> I, like that. That. I, I see a path for it. I think we can safely assume you some, yeah, you know. Because Parv is just like kind of a puppet in this game, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right let's get back to merge time we get to the merge feast adam nate harv are having the time of their life holy shit get some alcohol in them and they are having a lot of fun um adam throws up over the side of the boat parv and nate are all over the place jonathan is just like these idiotic children like what are they doing we're playing a game for a million dollars here Come <laughs> on um they get back to camp parv and adam are kind of cuddling up against each other Adam's getting a little handsy, you know, hand on the hip type of thing. And Parv goes, what are you doing? You you can't do that. What about Candace? And Adam goes, uh, you, you both can appreciate me. Just we, all of us look, all of us look like a dude that would say you both can appreciate <laughs> right, right now. That's how, we, that's actually the quote that I was envisioning when I put my, put yeah. my outfit on. It's so good. Adam is just. He's consistent, mm-hmm. man. And he says in a confessional right after this, he goes, this is easily the best day I've had since I've been here. <laughs> Tuned so, up. So good. Um, all right. So Wait, real quick. Yep. Are you guys drinking alcohol in Survivor? Have we talked about this? We have talked I, about it. I definitely would not be able to resist. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think I would. I think I'd handle it better than Adam did or like some other people do. It's so tough. Like, I think, I think you'd have to have a little bit of foresight, but you know, a drop or two of wine and we, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it as well when we get to the mm-hmm. um, auction, because I think that that is another. Yeah. Or the Parvazi you will. Well, little... yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be on that Island? Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right um this is now right after this uh merge feast is where we get the first time that you will really like okay the idol needs to be used as a tool it's not just in my back pocket the whole time we mm-hmm. need to use it as a weapon they're down in numbers five four and he astutely identifies if we go down five three flip i need to flip two people to get back so this is the time to do it i have to flip only one person get them on our side then we're up five four we pick them off and now we're we're in control of the game so brilliant thought process by him he he sees the game out a few steps ahead um i don't think it's necessarily like difficult for him like this is not a hard mm-hmm. thing he's just like yeah this is obvious this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna go do it. it it's really impressive it is and and i also love that he trusts becky so much like yep. we'll get into becky a little bit more and how she's just kind of a she's his therapist on this island but like it was nice that he's like okay i know i can trust these four people 
now let's make a move. It wasn't like, oh, I have the idol. It's going to be my advantage. Like the fact that he could trust somebody is big for someone on Survivor. Not a lot of people do with idols. It's it was it was cool to see. So this is where Yule goes and talks to Jonathan Penner about it. He kind of probes into it a little bit at the beginning is like, well, is there any way we can work together again? Like, and Penner's kind of like, well, not really. Like, I mutiny. Like, if I did that again, I'd be a flip flopper. I, I can't really leave Raro now. Like, I'm kind of stuck to them. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Like, well, what if the idol was in the way? Like, maybe that changed something. And Penner's like, well, let's consider a hypothetical scenario, completely hypothetical. Let's say you, Yule, you have the idol. Let's say you come up to me and you you tell me you have the idol and that you're going to use it if we uh, if I don't flip and you'll use it to vote me out. You'll get all the votes on Yule. Yule plays the idol. Then all of I2 votes for Penner. Penner's the one going home. Penner's like, well, in this hypothetical situation, of course I would have to flip with you. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, that's the only way I stay alive. I have to do that. Like, there's no... There's no question about it. But, you know, of course, we're only talking hypothetically. This is not a real situation and you don't have the idol. This doesn't matter. And of course, you're sitting there, as we all know, holding the idol in his back pocket and, and smiling to himself. So um, it just this this conversation right here between these two, this is where survivor strategy just it's starting to pick up past the second or third grade level. We're really getting into advanced stuff and thinking about the game in a different way. And this is this is the whole season right here. This is this is the this is the whole season mm-hmm. it, it's the whole season and then you start to survivor does a really really cool thing here for the first time in this season i'm sure they do it in eight granted i haven't seen nine ten eleven twelve but eight is another iconic season we've talked about it you start to see the internal dialogue that you have with yourself because we see penners we see these um testimonials is that what we call them confessional is it confessionals we see these confessionals where penner's like i don't think he's got it like this is i don't believe that that he's got this idol like Mm -hmm. i can't imagine it and then yet he's weighing these you know pros and cons of if he does and then eventually later in this episode we do see him you know identify it but i think that the the quick back and forth and the questioning of yourself is what Survivor's really all about. And we've mm-hmm. essentially been chalked to this point mm-hmm. in, in yet a really exciting way because we've had this I2 momentum and we've had all this stuff, but it's been fairly predictable. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you're at Tribal, it's like we know one of two things is going to happen, not one of five things. Yep. And the way that he... The way that Yule describes this is when he tells his tribe, because he's so smart. Yule mm-hmm. is so smart. He knows that if he's going to tell Penner about the idol, he can't have his tribe, his alliance of Sundra, Becky, and and mm-hmm. Ozzy find out that he has the idol from anyone but him, which mm-hmm. is so in touch with the game so he tells them he's like this is when we can use this this is when we can use this and he continues to say this i wanted to wait until i could use the idol in this way and in modern survivor when you use the idol the idol's lost mm-hmm. will finds this way to use the idol in perpetuity yeah absolutely he used he used it now basically and but he's still covered moving forward as well and now with one vote they really did what 
two votes would do overall. But like, I obviously this is a great move by Yule, but also like give props to Penner. Penner, like he made a bad move mutinying, but he worked himself into a power position, maybe not in Rero, but now in the game overall where he can be in this position to flop and save himself. He's flip-flopping, yes, and like, if you watch it the first time, you might not get it, but watch the season a second time and just watch Jonathan Penner. It's really what moves on to what modern-day Survivor is, where you can kind of flip-flop between people. Mm -hmm. He did it early, and it's a bad look, quote-unquote, but he does it really well, honestly, and I got to give props to him here. His timing was really good, too. Like, the mutiny wasn't perfect, but every time he flipped, Mm -hmm. like, there was a little thought process, and he was moving Mm -hmm. with the tides. Um. All right, so we get our first individual immunity. And God, it's a freaking classic. They just, right out of the gate, we get a poll, we're hanging on it, and last one standing wins. It's amazing. Is this mm-hmm. is this a top three or four? Yeah, you know, I only, if, if, I only challenge, like, oh, if we could throw anyone up on this poll, it'd be great. But I think, like, event of this challenge. Like, I would put it up there with the, um, you know, the drowning challenge where it's, uh 28 no it's is it 20 no it's not 28 i forget where they put the arms around the thing the gate yeah that one there's a there's a couple really good ones of that but i think that this challenge is one that like really cements Mm -hmm. how cool these challenges can be i think if you're talking to someone who's never even heard of survivor and they're like well there's strategy and there's challenges and you're trying to give an example of what the challenges look like you're either going to describe oh you swim or do an obstacle course to get Mm -hmm. something and then you do a puzzle or you're going to describe this exact challenge you're you're hanging on to something or standing on something and the last person standing wins like this is just survivor at its most fundamental absolutely and i believe ozzy sets the record that is held for many years and i believe he could have set the all-time record if he could have just kept going he probably would have been on that poll for a day and a half at least oh my god yeah he went so candace dropped it two hours and 15 minutes so that's where ozzy set the record and i think actually someone broke it maybe against ozzy in uh mm. was that fans versus favorites was that when it happens that would have I been that one fans versus favorites is also the one that's so funny that's the challenge that eric mm-hmm. yeah yeah goes out in the drowning challenge i think um, oh yeah. Anyway, because he beats anyway. he beats Ozzy in a couple right. of challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Ozzy wins immunity pretty easily. Um, people are kind of starting to pick up on he's a big threat, and we need to get rid of him. Uh, I think Becky and Sundra were kind of thinking about it for a little while, but now Adam's saying it, and Rero's starting to realize it. But it doesn't really become a general topic of conversation for for a while here. Um, challenge. This is when Yule finally shows Jonathan the idol and and plays his cards, put, puts it all on the table. Um, Penner goes back to Raro and tries to convince them that Yule has the idol, but they're not really not feeling it. They're like, no, we're just going to vote Yule out. They're not mm-hmm. really thinking all the way through it. It's, it's interesting. Um, and then Penner's just not really sure what to do. Raro's not listening to him. He doesn't want to flip and ruin his game, but if he doesn't flip, he's almost guaranteed to go home. It's just a... well. Well, this is when actually Penner honors Yule in a really unique way where he does not tell them flat out Yule has this idol, right? He goes, well, what if he does have it? Like, and Adam, Candace, Poverty immediately goes, no, he doesn't, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, 
He doesn't have it. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Am I am I misremembering that? No, you're not. But then it comes back into question when he does tell them after. I we'll get to that. But like he so, does eventually tell them. So this is where, but before he tells them, this is where I want to talk a little bit about how did we start this whole season? We started with a race-based mm-hmm. separation of tribes. And this Raro tribe has been complacent the entirety of the time. And granted, we had a lot of turmoil in other tribes to begin with. We had Billy. We had, I'm going to mess up his name. It's not Sangha. It's Seku. 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 Like, there were easy votes in the other tribes. And I think that this Raro tribe became very, very complacent. And it feels so symbolic of like how I feel just like generally like the United States is in like everything that, whether it's like just complacency, I feel like mm-hmm. is kind of a theme and they are just could not be more comfortable. Like they could not be like, it's just numbers. Boom. It's numbers. Guys, doesn't matter. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's numbers. Let's just chill. It's totally fine. It's, yeah. It's whatever. No, there's no way he has it. Like why would we even mm-hmm. think about that? Mm-hmm. And it really makes me start to think about like, work ethic and drive and go back to memorizing the the flags and we go back Mm -hmm. to preparing for the islands and it's just like raro becomes in that moment for me if if they weren't already they become this very dislikable energy yeah no absolutely and just thinking about it critically of the i24 yule is the only person that's been to exile island so I mean, that's not even taking more than two seconds to think about the situation. And and Penner doesn't have it. Like, yep. And Penner was also on, on Exile. Mm-hmm. And Candace knows that it isn't Candace there. Doesn't have it. Adam, Adam, he's like, Adam goes, no, he doesn't have it. And Penner just immediately goes, do you have it? Mm-hmm. Adam's like, no. And, and like, then that goes back like multiple, multiple episodes when Jonathan first went to Exile and he came back and he said, it's not there. I searched long. It's not there. Someone has it. So who went who went the first night? Was it Adam? Did Adam just kind of poke around? Someone just went and just kind of poked yeah. around. Oh. Penner went the very first time because he's the one who stole the chickens. Yeah. Um, and well, he he read the clue correctly, but there wasn't enough information for him to know exactly where to dig. So he kind of got it. Wow. Then you went the second time. He found it. Then Adam goes the third time and doesn't do jack shit. And then Penner goes later and realizes it's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's just simple math. I mean, like, it really in complacency. Like, just think about the situation for two seconds, man. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad look from them. So we get to Tribal and uh, there's not a ton of real interesting discussion at Tribal. Jeff, does re-explain here how the idol works which is, it, it, I guess maybe it's like, oh, we're at merge, we're just going to remind you. But it also feels very pointed of like, uh, some of you aren't forgetting what's going on in this game and we're trying to like spur something because it was, we've had so yeah. much idle talk this conversation and then Jeff brings it back up again when he hadn't talked about it much prior. So that felt purposeful, but who knows. Um, then we get to the vote. All of Raro voted for Yule minus Jonathan Penner. All of I2 plus Jonathan Penner votes for Nate. And Nate goes home. Love it. So here's the only here's the only flaw with Penner. 
with his logic here, or not his logic, but his execution. Hindsight, his, his delivery is a flaw in general the entire time. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, he he doesn't explain a lot of things to the tr- tribe and the language they want to hear it in. But um, hindsight's twenty twenty with this. I too didn't vote Penner out. Yeah, he should have put his vote on Yule and got the idol out. Yep, hindsight twenty twenty for wait. sure. He, he missed a big opportunity there. He could have told Yule, "Yep, I'm voting with you." We're, who are you voting, Nate? Okay, I'm writing Nate down. That sounds good. Let's go get Nate out. You don't have to use your idol. He knows Raro's all four voting for Yule. They told him he, they want to vote Yule out. All he does is throw his fifth vote on Yule. Yule has to play his idol. Nate goes home. Idol's gone. Now we can play the game. Well said. I mean, that's definitely that's was that. probably the best play. I mean, it's not even probably. It is the best play. It gets the idol out. And his vote wouldn't have mattered because if they were voting Penner, it would have just been a... He would have gone home, but... It's, yeah. Yeah. And then and then he can still be a part of the Raro tribe. It's not like he flips on them because he voted mm-hmm. with them. So it's not like he's the middleman and he pissed both people off. He's only pissing off I2. So well, the interesting yeah. thing is though, they let Penner decide who they're voting for. And he chooses Nate because he feels a certain level of allegiance to Candace and Adam. Mm. Yeah. If Penner was really in with that plan that you proposed, Harv. I think that he should have chosen Adam because he needs to break up that, that four that, three. Yeah, you're totally right. Like yeah. if that were because otherwise he's in the same spot he was in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, there were a couple things he probably could have done better. Right. But I, I hadn't even God, I'm so naive because I was just yeah. so excited about how Yule used it. Yeah. We're there so complacent. A few other missing steps, I think, that would have resulted in in a successful turn from Penner. No one has even and not in the history of Survivor, in the history of the universe, had to contemplate about how to interact with an idol. Penner is literally one of the first people ever mm-hmm. to have to think about this. I'm not trying to throw any shade at him, but it's just hindsight is 2020. There is one mm-hmm. other thing he could have done to slightly improve his position. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Nate goes home. Um, Nate the great man. Loved him, hated him, but it, it was a fun run for him. Any thoughts on Nate? Can we spend time on Nate? Um. Nate was right up there with Adam. I think that we're, I like to throw a lot of shade at Adam just because it's funny. Um, It's the reason we have our outfits on. Nate is also very naive, very, uh, a great character, but this guy was, I don't think he was, he was not destined for success. Mm -hmm. Not on the island. Nate, Nate could have benefited from an older female presence to guide him through the season. I think he would have done really well with that. Well, maybe a a Suri type of vibe. Oh, a Suri oh, would have God. helped him tremendously. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would have been good. All right, let's get on to the next one. Episode 12. Um, so I, I want to start. Can I start this off real quick? Certainly. I just wanna, when they go back to camp. Thank yeah. you. And Thank I just want to note that Penner is able to explain himself right away. He tells them about the idol. They ask, they go, why'd you do that? He has the idol. No, he doesn't. He showed me the idol. I was like, okay, you told them about the idol. It was after the vote, though. You also, like, it just felt so good for him to be like, fuck you guys. Sorry, part of my language. We'll put, edit that out in post. But y'all are stupid, and I tried to tell you. That felt yeah. so good to me. Yeah, it was, and I thought he explained it really well. I thought he explained it very logically. Mm-hmm. And this seemed to have understood, like, in the moment when he was describing it but 
it was it was the way that poverty reacted to the vote that was so immature and so and i think that she did recognize it granted in her confessional after she's like yep i just i tweaked it penner she mm-hmm. said that but it's like parv It's not like it's not Penner's granted, it's not Penner's job to protect your Raro tribe that that he was not a part of until two two mm-hmm. votes ago. Mm-hmm. And like the fact that you're saying, like, dude, like how could you not protect us is like Yeah. I think it just goes to show like a level of entitlement that has been flushed out of Survivor, and I'm thankful that it has been, but it was just so mm-hmm. yeah. Michael, I think we have this conversation every season we watch, and it's just like he had to make he was on the bottom of the totem pole right like what do you can't deny that like it was the only move people get mad at people for playing survivor that's like okay you made a move that went against me i'm mad like you're Mm -hmm. just doing your game that's like there i understand that feels personal but it's not that's just how it works Mm -hmm. yeah so we go to are we going to drum roll please it's survivor auction time baby come on now Come on now, this is the best. Um, what do you guys it's happen a to know? Point. Yeah, it is a turning point on the season. Do you happen to know when the last Survivor auction was that we did in uh, Survivor? It was in the 30s because, um, it was in, the, I believe, not Denise. It was later in like the 20s or early 30s, but they had to stop it because people started scheming. Oh, interesting. So. Yeah, like um the survivor producers did something where you would bet on a letter from home and everyone would bet 160 500 they'd hand it out then he would bring the rest of them out and be like oh anybody who didn't get that can pay me 20 dollars and get your letter from home and so they had done that for a couple seasons someone figured that out and then when that came up he said only bet 20 dollars they'll offer us all the envelopes for 20 dollars after and so jeff probes raged a little bit and stopped doing the auction that's funny that's funny yeah jeff doesn't like it showing up on his exactly uh, his show all right well okay here's here's how i want to do the auction i'm i want to run through everything one by one because i wrote down every single item they have most of them we don't need to talk about but if there is one that you guys want to pause and spend some time on throw a hand up interrupt me we'll chat about it okay okay first, first item on the on the block is covered back and forth bidding jonathan gets it for a hundred dollars Hot dog, fries, and beer. Cool. Always take the first one. I always take the first one. Always take the first one. Always. Well, here's the thing. Always take the first one unless you're holding your money for an advantage at the end. You don't know if there's going to be an advantage, but... Which Penner is not in that position. Nope. Nope. All right. Um, Next one up, bath and chocolate cake. Parv ends up winning for 360 bucks. Quite quite a competitive one. A lot of back and forth, but... Shout Parv out Penner it. for running that up. Penner ran it up. This is where we get Jeff's comment. No one wants to see Penner in a bathtub. How uh, how warm do we think that bath was? It couldn't have been that warm. It no. It is exactly Luke. <laughs> that sucks. That's right where it is. Next, is the next one ice cream? Am I wrong? Um, No. Next one is an advantage in the game. Oh, God. Next one is an advantage in the game. We get to 500 bucks pretty quick. Then just like you can pull money, Yule gives Becky a little head nod, like, "Hey, yeah, you're good. I I got you. I'll cover you." Um, but Becky keeps bidding it up. Adam um, and Candace start pooling their money together. 
Adam's like, okay, we, we can get it up to 600 and then go back and forth. We can get it up to, to 620. That sounds good. 640 though. Adam's like, hell no, we are not bidding 640 for an advantage in the game. 620, 600. I am happy. 640 is where I draw the line. He told Candace to cut off. Becky won the advantage in the game. Um, complacency. Complacency. I just, I don't understand the logic. If you're willing to bid up that high, like why is there an endpoint? You should just use it all for an advantage in the game. But I digress. Um, Becky wins it. She gets to pick a person to send to exile and take the rest of their money. She sends Candace for, I think, the second or third time in a row. Um, just mm-hmm. tough for a girl. But we know. Do we know? Did did Yule split the six sixty or six forty straight up, or did he just give her the one forty? Oh, he gave her the extra. She bet five hundred. He gave her the rest. Okay, so he, they they didn't. He didn't say here. Here's three forty or three hundred three twenty. We'll split it down the middle. No, I don't think so. And then she got the five hundred. She got so the money exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, next one or right after this, Candace gets sent to the uh to exile. Goes and everyone remember the idol might still be on exile. We can't forget that. And and you, Adam is Adam is very sad that she's off. I mean, you can see it in his face. Oh, yeah. Not happy. Yep, Starcross lovers again. Fast forward seven seconds. Once she's gone, Harv, what's the next? What's the next reward or the next? Wait, we gotta talk about. <laughs> yeah, you 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 missed the Yule. most important part here. Um, right as Candace is leaving, Jeff says, "Remember, the idol is still on exile," and everyone's like, "Oh, is it?" And Yul goes, "Well, I can end the suspense," and pulls the idol out and shows everyone that he in fact has it. Um. Just whipping yep. it out on the table for everyone oh. to see. Which, big play. And I also love that everybody knew on Raro and uh, Yule didn't get mad at Penner for letting them know. He kind of expected it. I could have, like, you can see a situation where that would have been a big drama. And I, I kind of appreciated that. Yule was like, yeah, I have it. I don't care if everyone knows. Yep. Because he, he already used it the way he needed to. He knows exactly. he's, he's cruising from here. <laughs> Um, He also goes on to explain kind of the logic of how he got Jonathan to flip and lays it all out there, which I don't think anyone on Raro listened to or appreciated, but he kind of basically gave him the blueprint of here's how you guys just fell apart and sucks, but they don't care. Adam was only thinking about Candace in that moment. He didn't hear a single word that you all said. 100%. Yeah. Up next. But... Jeff also, maybe Jeff doesn't even understand the power of this idol because he's like, Yule, why would you tell everyone about something that's just so powerful in the game? And it's like, actually, the idol is of way, way less power in this situation if you don't tell people about it. Yeah, because yeah. you can still get accidentally voted out. Exactly. Not, no, or, you know, like, not you accidentally, but like, out, but you can't. Yeah. You, they, they could, yeah, it makes can, them question you. Like, question if, oh, we put a vote on him. Like, I don't want to go home, so I'm not going to get vote for him. Right. So I just think that this even shows, like, Jeff trying to make that a big deal goes to show that even survivors, like, I think that even Yule was ahead of Survivor in terms of mm. how can this idol be played in terms of the game. He yeah. just thinks about it in a different way than everyone else is. All right, next reward is the one you were waiting for, Michael. This is the ice cream machine. This is maybe the best 
three second clip in survivor history right here uh ice cream machine gets bit up bit up 100 200 300 hits 400 then it's ozzy's turn ozzy what's the bit after 400 michael 420 420 waves at the camera and jeff goes the magic number ozzy wins the dolphin boy <laughs> i don't even i don't even think that they let anyone bid 440 no <laughs> that's it <laughs> 420 gavel down he wins <laughs> um all right next one jonathan gets a pepperoni pizza for 240 next one sundra wins a covered uh reward for 140 dollars, and it is a sea cucumber tough scene never go Pick for the, it well. se- the second or third covered ones are always bombs don't ever go for those ones mm-hmm. um and then the last one we don't know it at the time but the last one is jonathan winning a toothbrush and toothpaste for a hundred dollars he also wins pizza yeah, snuck pizza in there. Um, Jonathan just dominated this auction. There, there was no big prize. Oh, yeah. the The advantage in the game wasn't really all that much of an advantage. Um, Jonathan got pizza, he got hot dog, he got fries, he got a beer, and then he got a, a clean mouth after all of it with mm-hmm. a toothbrush and toothpaste. I cool. love the. Do you even have a hundred dollars to bet? I just bid it. I just bid it. <laughs> and then he goes, and here's a tip for you. Just yep. here's the tip. Penner greatness. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. We always love the auction reward. It's the best one of the season, and it didn't disappoint this time. After the auction, Parv comes back and kind of starts stirring the pot a little bit with Becky and Sundry. She's like, did you guys notice how cocky and arrogant Penner was being there? Uh, we should vote him out next. It doesn't really get much mm-hmm. traction, but still, just throwing stuff at the wall. Um, Candace is in exile. She misses Adam. She really wants a hug. Um, you know, I think she'll survive, but it, it's hit or miss here at this point um we have another immunity challenge this one you got to do some math answer some questions based on stuff that's happened in the season find a key untie some knots raise a flag move on to the final round there's more questions obstacle course um surprisingly the adam's the longest shot in the field on this one yeah i was gonna say adam the the one that involves knowledge and memory and adding things together adam just nails it and he was kind of a distant first to win it so Mm -hmm. kudos i guess but I don't really want to give Adam kudos. So good win. Good win. Good win. I'll give that to him. Yep. Um, then we get a pretty interesting post uh challenge scene here. So um Parv and Adam and Candace are kind of trying to make some stuff happen with Yule. Yule's not budging, and then they go off into the shelter and they're kind of on their own, being grumpy. And Jonathan and Can Ozzy are like, Well, we caught this fish, let's cook it up and we're gonna eat it over here. Um, by the fire and then the three that were in the shelter parv adam and candace come out like what the hell you guys are eating fish without us that's so messed up just because you think you can vote us out and it doesn't matter like this is more than a game you're going to make us starve like blah 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 like just blowing up the spot about it and it's they start going back and forth jonathan's like you guys don't even help out around camp and we get some name calling it gets nasty it's just it's clearly tensions are bubbling people are getting kind of to their to their breaking point but very mm-hmm. unnecessary interaction i don't think anyone needed to do this i don't think it furthered anyone's game it was just bickering I, I don't know i just don't i just don't hate that the point that they made that's all who's they the penner yule Otter. yeah yeah I, I don't hate the point that they yeah made. Like, yeah i don't i don't hate it at all either yeah again penner said it really well in immunity or in tribal he said you just waiting for the dinner bell yep. mm-hmm. and it's just it yeah. speaks back to that privilege and that complacency I think that I was talking about earlier. I just, I don't know. I mm-hmm. I like to play, I think, especially when it's so clearly 
we rarely see in modern survivor when it's you're you're merged and it's clearly groups against groups still and it's like you know what you probably shouldn't feed them yeah yeah mm-hmm. and later on we get uh you hiding the coconuts because they're like we don't want them to yep. have nourishment like that doesn't happen much anymore but it's strategically not a bad move it should happen more and i just want to say real quick yule and um jonathan were talking circles around candace and i i love yule's she said they called you selfish jonathan and yule goes self-interested and then i had a couple others i really which is a huge difference like it is good on yule for making that distinction i bet penner recognized that distinction and candace was like that's what i said exactly (laughs) exactly but penner understands i also love I love Penner's line. That's bollocks and you know it. I think it's just so <laughs> Penner. Like it's so symbolic of him. And then uh, she said, weasel your way in there. And he's like, luckily we, we're not name calling. I appreciate that. I just <laughs> and love then, um, <laughs> Immediately after he says that, she says another name. And then he gets so mad, so indignant. It's hilarious. It's, awesome. such, a good, it's such a good interaction. He's just so good with his words. I love watching him. Yeah. Um, and so Raro, we go to tribal. They're just all they're doing is trying to get Jonathan out. All they're doing. That's the only card that they think they have to play. Jonathan's the worst. He's a rat. We hate him. You can't let him get further in the game than us. It's not even about strategy. It's just about integrity. Vote him out because he's the worst. We hate him. Doesn't get him very far. Candace goes home. And she gets a little makeout session before she leaves. Not a little makeout session. She got a full on did two they, hours of tongue tag in there did they kiss at tribal wait oh, yeah. after she got voted out she was oh, walking yeah. out and they kiss wow oh yeah and Guys, then she talked it. about it on her post leaving that's how you know i'm a seasoned survivor watcher as soon as that vote's read you can catch me on the next episode <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's no semantics for me wow